Welcome to the Growing with Nature podcast. I'm your host, Darren Williams, permaculture enthusiast, restoration ecologist, and founder of Growing with Nature. Too often, we hear that the best thing we can do for nature is to leave it alone. But people are a part of nature, and you can make the living world around you come alive with abundance for people, plants, and wildlife, even in your own backyard. Join me on a journey through regenerative soil building, permaculture, restoration ecology, and more. To learn concrete steps you can take at home to support wildlife, grow incredible, delicious food, and help heal our living world right in your own backyard. Ready to get started? Grab a shovel, roll up your sleeves, and let's make the living world around you come alive. In this episode, we're going to look at the role small spreading native shrubs can play in creating a dense hedgerow. Making a dense hedgerow can be a challenge, but by planting small spreading native shrubs, you can easily have a dense hedgerow. Native plants like nooka rose and snowberries will quickly fill in the gaps that can make your hedgerow solid enough to even keep out deer. I love our hedgerows. We've planted over 300 feet of hedgerows along the edges of our property, and we've got a lot more planned. And just a quick note, we've covered hedgerows in past podcast episodes and several blog posts, and I've included links to all those in the resources section of the show notes to help you get started if you're new to this topic. Just click on the link in the description to find the show notes. You know, all of our hedgerows, they not only provide privacy and habitat for wildlife, but they also serve to keep our kids in our yard and to keep deer out. And you really need a dense hedgerow for this to work. And that, like I said, is a challenge. Even for us, we've struggled to get some of our hedgerows to be dense enough. Some of that is due to poor soil that we have in a few areas. But it also took some experimentation to find out which combination of plants would result in dense hedgerows. And I'm still adding more plants to some of our earlier hedgerows to fill them in, because I wasn't sure what plants would work best. So there's still always some experimentation with this approach. Often, as the plants grow bigger, they shade out their lower branches, and they actually start to open up down low as they get older, despite still being thicker higher up. And to solve this, you need small shrubs that can fill in the gaps as they open up. And you need plants that will stay below your taller ones. And ideally, these shrubs will also be a little bit shade tolerant, but you want them to grow out to the sun. And here in western Washington, nooka rose and snowberries are two great native plants that can handle this row. So let's dive into why these plants are so good for this, so you can find plants where you live that can also help you create a dense hedgerow. But before we do, I want to take a moment to say thank you to two of our newest patrons, James and Andy. The support of patrons like James and Andy allow us to create free podcast episodes. It takes a lot of time to create these episodes, and it costs money to host them online and run our website. It also takes a lot of time. You know, our patrons help cover these costs, and they provide us with the support we need to create free episodes without ads. So a big thank you to James and Andy and the rest of our patrons. And if you're able to, please consider supporting us on Patreon. There is a link to our Patreon page in this episode's description and show notes. Okay, let's get started. There are a couple different strategies for creating a dense hedgerow. One way that was used historically is to prune them, and even weave branches together. When my wife and I got to spend a year in England, I watched a farmer partially cut down a row of hawthorns. 
Each hawthorn was cut about halfway through and then bent over, so it was leaning towards the next one in the row. Hawthorns like this can survive this sort of treatment and keep growing. They're really tough, hardy trees. The next step that the farmer did was to prune those hawthorns and then weave them all together to create a very dense and thorny hedgerow that will keep most animals either in or out, depending on which side of the hedgerow they're on. And over time, these hawthorns will keep growing together and you just got to keep doing the weaving and keep doing some pruning. But you can really get a dense, thorny hedgerow this way. But this approach does take a fair bit of effort and time since you have to wait for the hawthorns to grow enough, though it's likely that this approach is best to keeping animals like pigs in, which can otherwise be very hard to keep in with a hedgerow. It's a great approach that has a lot of very practical uses, but it's because of all the time it takes to maintain this, the pruning, the weaving, you know, it's a technical, it's a piece of knowledge that very few people have, and it's not easy just to get started in doing. So I wanted something easier that I don't have to manage as much, and also that is easier for someone just starting out to do. And this is where the second approach comes in. And that is to plant the right mix of plants that naturally result in a dense hedgerow. Now this dense hedgerow will keep larger animals from going through it, even like deer. But small animals, coyotes, raccoons, pigs even, um, they will just push their way through, they'll find tunnels. It's really the bigger, taller animals that this approach can stop. I always like to have a mix of trees and large shrubs in my hedgerows. You know, these plants are the foundation of the hedgerow and give it a good amount of height, up to 20 or 30 feet. But the small spreading native shrubs are the key to making it dense enough to keep our kids in and deer out. I found Arnuka roses and snowberries to be two of our best native options. There are a few reasons why these are my go-to plants for dense hedgerows. They're both very quick-growing and readily spread via shoots from their roots. And both Nuka roses and snowberries are tolerant of some shade, though generally still prefer some sun. Being fast-growing, tending to spread, and being tolerant of shade but preferring sunlight really makes these plants champions for dense hedgerows. And they both stay under 10 feet in height, often around 6 or 8 feet. The reason is... This is a good, it's a good thing that they like sunlight but can handle some shade, is it means they will grow under your taller trees and shrubs to fill in gaps, but they'll focus their growth away from your other plants. As long as you plant them on the sunny side of your hedgerow with your other plants behind them, they won't tend to compete with your other plants or spread back into the hedgerow. And since they stay relatively short, nooker roses and snowberries won't be able to shade out your taller trees and shrubs. Combined with how quickly these plants spread, they are great at filling in any gaps and creating a very dense hedgerow, especially on the outside edge facing the sun. Any plants that have these mix of characteristics can be great options for your hedgerows. There should be native options where you live, but you can also use non-native plants in the same way. For example, I've used raspberries along some of my hedgerows, and they work great. And thorny plants are a great option. Snowberries don't have thorns, but they still form nice thickets. But the Nooka roses are very thorny, so that's an added benefit of if you can have a native rose or some other thorny type of native plant for this. Once you have the plants picked out, the key is to plant them in the right part of your hedgerow. So let's look at how you do that. 
Planting a dense hedgerow doesn't just take the right combination of plants, but they also need to be planted in the right way. My favorite approach is to plant a hedgerow in rows. At least two rows, but I like to plant three rows when I want to make a dense hedgerow. With two rows, you will want you will plant one of them with your fast-spreading shrubs, the nooker roses and snowberries, and the other row can be planted with your tall trees and tall shrubs kind of mixed together. But when you use three rows, one of them can be for your trees, one of them for your large shrubs, and the other one for your fast-spreading shrubs. The fast-spreading shrubs, like nooker roses and snowberries, should be planted along the sunny side of your hedgerow with the tall shrubs in the middle row, and the trees either mixed in with the large shrubs or planted in the third row. So basically you got your trees in one row, tall shrubs in the other, and then the following row is your spreading shrubs. This way, your fast spreading shrubs will easily spread out and form a dense thicket along one side of the hedgerow. And your taller shrubs and trees will grow up behind them and above them, making the hedgerow thicker and taller. This will also create a very shady area behind the smaller shrubs, which will help keep them from spreading where you don't want them to. I really like planting a mix of oso berries and red flying currants for my tall shrubs with black twin berries scattered in between them. Cascaras and Douglas maples are two great Pacific Northwest native trees that can be added in either with the shrubs or in a third row. This is roughly what I've done on several of my uh, hedgerows, and it's, I found it really to be the best combination for this area where we live. Without the small spreading shrubs, you will need to prune and use other management techniques to create a dense hedgerow like we talked about earlier. But with the small spreading shrubs, you can easily create a dense hedgerow since they will help fill it all in and any gaps will quickly disappear. But it still takes some time to get dense and fill in. Depending on your site conditions, you're looking at three to four years before they're thick enough to keep animals like deer out. There's really no way around this. It just takes time. I've used temporary fences made out of T-posts, U-posts, and aluminum wires to keep deer out during these first few years. That temporary fence can be taken down later and reused uh, for other things. I also like adding logs, stumps, and snags to fill in the gaps between the trees and larger shrubs. This not only supports more wildlife, but it also makes it harder for animals like deer to get through. Because it, it takes time for the spreading shrubs to fill in every gap, and by putting in the logs and snags and stumps, things like that, in the gaps, you just make it a lot harder. The deer aren't going to jump on top of those. So it, it just helps, and I found that it, it really does make, help with the early years to keep the deer out. It's something that we definitely, you know, figured out through trial and error what works and what didn't. You know, because... Due to the lack of predators, there are just too many deer in a lot of areas, and it makes it challenging to get native plants established, or any plant really established, if the deer aren't kept out. And dense hedgerows can keep deer out while still providing habitat for other wildlife. That's why I prefer to use hedgerows instead of deer fences where possible, though often you still need a temporary fence first before, while your hedgerow is getting established. So now... The next step is you just need to figure out which types of small spreading shrubs will work where you live. You know, look for thickets along the edges of forests and see what is growing there. Native roses really are a great option if you have them and if they grow fast and dense and thick like 
uh, the Nook of Roses do here. Not every native rose grows in this way, but hopefully there are some good ones where you live, That because they really are a great option because they're so thorny. You can also try asking your local plant nurseries, and if you're in the United States, your local conservation district or soil conservation district should be able to help you out. They'll probably know what native plants grow uh, and form thickets like this. So I hope that hope you're excited about doing your own hedgerow. You know, they really are great. It's, they're kind of a lost art. People don't plant hedgerows as often in the United States as, you know, historically was done. And you know, make sure you check out the show notes because we've talked about hedgerows in the past. They really just are fantastic. They're great for wildlife. You can grow food in them. They just, they're just really great. And they're so much more beautiful than a solid fence. So I hope you'll give it a try. And stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to talk about cascaras. You know, I mentioned cascaras in this episode. And these great small native trees they're, are good for hedgerows and also great for wildlife. Plus, they have some medicinal uses. And don't forget to check out the show notes for more links and resources related to this episode. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode, and thank you for listening to the Growing With Nature podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our patrons over on patreon.com. Thank you, patrons, for supporting our work. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us, people like you, who want to bring these skills home to support wildlife, grow food, and help heal our living world. Well, that's all for now. See you next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, and keep on growing.